Hello, and welcome to the Real Talk with Tamara podcast. I'm Tamara, a photographer and creative director for beauty, wellness, and lifestyle brands and professionals, and your host of Real Talk with Tamara. So this podcast covers actionable, down-to-earth business and lifestyle advice for creative entrepreneurs who aspire to make an impact in their communities while keeping it real, of course. A little housekeeping before we get into it. Please follow or subscribe on iTunes or Spotify. And comments are currency, so please leave a comment. You may just get a shout out on an upcoming episode. Hey y'all, I hope everyone's year is off to a great start. You know, we're nearing the end of Q1, which is crazy because January, at least to me, felt like a whole year. Not to mention, it was pretty slow for business. And I shared my thoughts during my January and review episode. And aside from complaining about free time, I used the beginning of the year to review my annual goals and break them up into quarterly and then monthly goals so they're more tangible and easier to grasp. I also review current systems to see if there is an opportunity to improve the customer experience um, and possibly introduce some form of automation or delegation. I also review pricing and packages, catch up on sleep, etc. And as I shared in a previous episode, my word for 2020 is expansion. And while I've shared my overall goals, I wanted to also take this opportunity to share just random thoughts and activities around my process this year. So this episode I wanted to quickly talk about some business documents you should also consider adding for your business that you probably haven't thought about. These are documents aside from contracts or invoices that will help your business run more efficiently and effectively. I know that they have definitely provided me with peace of mind in my business. This episode of the Real Talk with Tamara podcast is brought to you by Celeste Soul Jewelry. Empowered women empower women, and Real Talk with Tamara serves as a platform to spotlight other women-owned businesses who are making a difference in their communities. Celeste Soul Jewelry offers chic, everyday jewelry to complement the modern woman's hustle and spirit. And I'm already a major fan of their jewelry and own a few pieces myself. You've probably seen me wearing the disc earrings and large soul coin necklace on the gram. These pieces are officially in my everyday rotation and I am always complimented whenever I wear one of their pieces. And even better, a percentage of proceeds support organizations in need, including the Garden of Eden Foundation, where Celeste Soul provided prom jewelry for over 200 girls in a New York metro area. One of the best ways to support a small business is with our wallets. And as a thank you, Celeste Soul has offered a promo code for Real Talk with Tamara listeners. Use code RTWT15 for a limited time to receive 15%. Yeah, 15% on your purchase when you shop on CelesteSoul.com. Check out the link and the code in the show notes. Look good, do good, feel good. The first document to consider is a welcome packet specifically for your clients. 
But one of the things I knew I wanted to implement when elevating the client experience and prices in 2018 was an actual onboarding experience. I found that this was a great way to integrate the client into your process and easily take the customer experience and package up a notch. The onboarding process typically includes the contract signing and deposit payment, but you should also consider adding another sort of integration. I opted to include a welcome packet because the information becomes just slightly repetitive and something that every client needed to know. So instead of simply just creating an email, I went above and beyond and opted to create a document with all of the necessary information that my client would need to know upon integration. I didn't use any fancy tools. If you're probably asking yourself, well, Tamara, what did you do? I used Canva, which is free 99, to design the document. So what would you consider adding to your welcome packet? I will share the things that I have included, uh, which has really, really helped in the integration for my clients. The first thing, of course, is a thank you. So thanking the client for choosing me as the person to create magic for their business. It doesn't have to be a long four-page letter, but just a sign of appreciation for them choosing you. The next thing that I include is a very brief but detailed, which I know is a paradox, um, overview of the workflow or steps in the process. Now, I don't include the duration or days per phase. Um, that is completely optional. This section is just simply to tell the client what steps are necessary to take them from point A to point B in their transformation with you. With that being said, I encourage you to consider developing a standard workflow if it is relevant to your service-based business model. The next thing that I included was office hours or hours of operation. This definitely helps to set boundaries and expectations for your clients. Another way of doing this is by adding a phrase like, please give 24 to 48 hours for a detailed thought out response. I find that this definitely helps to set the expectations and the boundaries between the client and the service provider. But more importantly, this just helps to alleviate the pressure of feeling like you need to respond to everything immediately. Usually my gauge with responding to emails or client inquiries is if it only requires a yes or a no answer, that is something that I can immediately do in five minutes. However, if it's something that requires a little bit more thought um, and care and attention, then I'm going to use the 24 to 48 hour rule. One last thing that I included in my onboarding process and welcome packet was a video tutorial for how to actually navigate the client portal. So while I am looking to incorporate a new software for the beginning of the onboarding process, so the contract signing and deposit invoice payment, I use Asana for the actual project management. And with this, again, it doesn't need to be long and drawn out. My tutorial, I believe, was under 20 minutes. 
maybe a little bit less than that. It's pretty much I use it because I don't want to make the assumption that every person that works with me is tech savvy or is familiar with the software. And so a link is included to view the video inside the welcome packet and then also in the project management tool as well. Including a welcome packet has been honestly just an easy way to raise the customer experience and alleviate repetitive tasks off your to-do list when it comes to client integration. Another document to consider adding is an employee workbook or handbook. And this is something that I briefly talked about on Instagram as I am beginning to hire or consider hiring uh, staff, contractors. Uh, I felt that it was really important for someone to really understand what to expect and really start to build a company culture for my business. And I knew I eventually would begin hiring people. And while I haven't officially done it, it has been on my personal Asana to-do list for like a year and a half. I attended an event in the fall of 2019 hosted by Ringlet, uh, which is a marketing design and brand management agency for women businesses here in DC. And the topic of discussion was scaling for your business. And one of the women I really gravitated towards her story, um, especially because she, I believe, was really the only service-based business represented on the panel, uh, was Rachel Rosenthal. She is a organizer, expert, and service-based business, as I said, for over 11 plus years. And one of the things that she mentioned and affirmed for me is the need to begin building an employee handbook or workbook very early on in your business. So the intention of this workbook for me and possibly for you will serve as a guide and also a form of integration for anyone you onboard either as an employee or on a contractor basis. And I've worked enough to know that having some sort of expectations or standards is important when hiring people will essentially represent your business. Here's the thing, I don't have it all together. And honestly, as I said before, when I was talking about this on Instagram, mine is a rough draft. I'm thinking of more things to add literally as I am recording this episode. But here are some things that you can begin to consider including in your employee workbook or handbook. First, of course, as in a welcome packet, a welcome. Show your gratitude to these people. Of course, again, as I said, it does not need to be a four-page letter, but simply show your appreciation. Second, I share the workflow. So similar to in the client's welcome packet, this again manages expectations and deliverables for every step in the process. Here is where you want to consider adding estimated timelines depending on what you are hiring for. For instance, I'm considering hiring photographers, so it'll be important for them to know what is the quoted turnaround time for sending unedited images for a client selection and turnaround time for first round of edits. Again, setting the expectation here because at the end of the day, it is your process. The next thing to include is your core values. 
And I talk about core values a lot just in general. Um, but I talk more about core values during the brand voice episodes. It is truly an important foundation of your business. I encourage you to take a listen to those past podcast episodes. Your core values are how you show up personally and professionally in the world. It is your responsibility to lead your team and show them an example of how they need to work on your behalf of the company. I think this is something that I don't really recall seeing when working at other establishments. The last time I worked for a company that I feel like did this exceptionally well was the container store. I honestly loved my experience working there. Um, I loved their core values and their mottos, so much so that I realized that some of them are my core values to this day. And I find that sharing your core values really sets the overall tone with what the company culture is going to be, and also the overall expectation from anyone you decide to hire going forward. The next things that I'm including are the same as in the welcome packet, so hours of operation and the client management program. There's something that actually came up in discussion with someone, a contractor that I actually work with um, in the DMs, and we talked about, or she rather had a question about NDAs or non-disclosure agreements. You know, here's my thing with NDAs, people are gonna people. (laughs) So what that means is if people want to steal or attempt to replicate from you, they're going to try it. People will try it. However, I totally understand the importance of setting that expectation up front and including an NDA of some sort. And here's my thing. You know, there is a difference between stealing and networking by happenstance. So what I mean by that is this. If you are contracted out by a company to complete a task for the company's client, you as the contractor should not be trying to steal that client from the company. I have no other words to say except that's just plain tacky. This is very different from the client themselves making their own decision about working with the contractor by their own admission. But as the contractor, that should not be your MO when working under someone else. For a company that hires contractors, this is definitely hard to manage. Um, And so this is something that I'm also thinking about going into this new phase of the business. But what trumps this fear is the reality that I am me. No one can do what I do exactly like me. And if someone wants to attempt to do so, by all means, Try, try away. And furthermore, I know I need the help. So I need to spread the responsibilities because I know I'll feel much at ease as I continue to grow this business. And hiring is certainly a mixed bag. It's completely unpredictable. But eventually, if you're considering growing any business, it is an inevitability. So how can you incorporate an NDA? Honestly, I really don't know yet. I'm asking myself this very question as we speak. But one thing you may want to consider is a non-compete clause. So this is something that I've seen done before as being hired as a contractor myself. A non-compete clause 
is simply a clause where one party agrees not to enter into or start a similar profession or trade in competition against another party. Maybe you hire someone as a junior photographer or makeup artist, for example. Possibly your non-compete clause includes the inability for that person to poach your client while working on behalf of the company or attempt to secure them as their client for three to six months after the original agreement ends. Again, this is certainly something I'm not 100% sure about as I haven't done it myself just yet, but I'll be honest with you. I just get scared at the thought of potentially being sued for attempting to steal a client or someone as a contractor. So just off of GP alone, I'm going to abide by this clause. Hopefully the person does as well. Or they may not because again, people are gonna people. I think this is why it is more important to state what your core values are out of the gate. Because not only are you hiring for skills and talents, you're also hiring for values. If that person doesn't align with your business values, it'll be easier to make the decision if he or she isn't a right fit for your business faster. These are just two documents that I feel will help to elevate my business and hopefully your business and customer experience as well. Of course, there are others such as terms and conditions and contracts, which I would highly recommend the advice of a lawyer for. But a welcome packet and employee handbook are documents typically not thought of immediately, but I have found can totally bring ease and more structure into my business. Give them a try and share your experience by sending an email to hello at dartingcreative.com or leave a review on iTunes. And on that note, this wraps up another edition of Real Talk with Tamara, Real Talk for Real Women. If you like what you've heard, please share with Reckless Abandon. And don't forget to follow on iTunes or Spotify so you don't miss out on the next episode. Until next time, remember to grind with grace and love. Peace and do you, boo.